Chat. Mark Luce Francis has a chance of glory here. Really screen is coming. Mark Luce Francis gets it, I think. A gold medal for Great Britain. A gold medal for Jessica Rennes. Coming through to win the final event, the 800 metres. Oh my goodness me, that's huge! That is absolutely massive from Tom Walsh. 22.90, Tom Walsh has gone fourth on the all-time list. Watch the clock, it's gold for both, and again! He's done it again! A new world record for Usain Bolt! Hello and welcome to the PB podcast. Now, don't be alarmed. It is still your two hosts of Alex Wirt and Scott as well. But sadly, we haven't got Rob this time. We haven't got Robert Lee. He's he's uh, got other engagements this evening. So it will be myself and Scott who are hosting today, tonight's podcast. How are you doing, Scott? I'm fine, yeah. We uh, we don't have our dad to control us and, uh, and rein us in when we might say something that we shouldn't. So it's going to be a bit of a bit more of a wild ride, I think, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Tonight, filming this one. But um, well, why don't why don't you tell us where you are? You're not you're not at home in Manchester. Where are you? Um, uh, well, as as we've preluded to on on the socials, I'm in Belgrade at the moment. I'm getting ready for, for the World Indoor Championships uh, with Seiko. Um, I'm on the track for this event, so I'll be down with the starters or down at the finish line. You'll, you'll probably see my legs somewhere. Uh, I'll be out in my shorts, uh, making sure everything runs smoothly on that end. Um, and we've obviously, when when this is released, it will be the Friday. We're recording on the Thursday, um, the day before competition. And uh, we had athletes training today, which was rather manic. Yeah, he said it was quite busy, quite busy, didn't you? So oh. I'd, uh, seen quite a few famous faces. Oh, absolutely. I um, try, tried my very best not to absolutely fangirl over absolutely everyone that I turned my head and saw. Because in that situation, we were, there were so many athletes down. Like I'm pretty sure every single athlete who was competing in the Champs this weekend just emerged onto the track today. And absolutely <laughs> massive population of athletes all pushing in trying to get block starts done trying to get frozen the shot done trying to run around on the circular as well as coaches as well shouting at athletes going watch out for lane five watch out for lane five and i'm thinking how many of those athletes you're shouting at understands the term watch out lane five <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a world championship. How many of them speak English? <laughs> exactly. so, you know, there's probably quite a few that do understand. You know, I'd say probably a bit a bit of broken English. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously you have the Americans there as well and Canadians and that who speak English. But yeah, mm-hmm. I can imagine it being quite interesting. I've seen some pictures at the track. Um, is it is it a brand new track? Because it certainly looks it. It's all red and blue. It looks really nice. Yes, it was. So usually it's it's a basketball hall. So what, or just a sort of general convention centre. So they use it for putting basketball games on and this sort of stuff. So it isn't, it isn't a track that's always there. And they obviously had last, was it last week? I think they had the um, the Grand Prix there where Mondo broke the world record, six nineteen. I'm sure we'll get onto that later. Yeah. Um, 
So this track is actually quite interesting in that it's elevated by three and a half meters. Like it's super elevated. It's all on scaffolding. So every single running step you take, you're it's doing this. It's right, it is super bouncy. So that effect, Drake, that'll affect any times. Will the times be slow, fast? I mean, the long jumpers might like it, but well, so I think if you remember when we had, I think it was the European champs here a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was a what they had for the long jumpers was a raised bed. Um, it's not raised at these champs; everything's same level. But the issues that the long jumpers were finding was if you were, say, a Jasmine Sawyer's and you ran in quite short, quite scuttly run in it was hampering you. It wasn't beneficial whatsoever because obviously you got this big rebound off the track every step and with how quick her feet were getting down, she was struggling to try and cope with it. Compare that to, say, a Rojas in the triple jump, who, by yeah, the way... Long, really long leg tall. Every step's really long and boundy. It's just going to go push, 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 push in the right timing. Um so it's going to be interesting in that sense, in terms of the sprints, if they are actually going to get benefit from it off each step. Right, but, okay. Okay. But it's yeah, certainly it's, interesting. It goes into something we spoke about just before we started recording, that it's it's not just the fact that it's indoors with indoor athletics. You know, there's like, for a lot of the events, there's a lot of different skills. You know, mm. um, I'm sure we'll, we'll get onto the throwing events and I'll be able to just allude to a few of how how the throwers are going to have to some of the things they're going to have to deal with throw it throwing at an indoor comp compared to being at an outdoor world championships which they will be later this year um mm. and i'm sure there's going to be differences to 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 the track events and especially the hurdling that you'll be able to allude to later on um so for for people who maybe haven't seen many indoor championships or many indoor athletics who are listening maybe some new listeners hopefully um mm-hmm. it is it's not as simple as you know you're just running inside instead of out and there's no wind there it is a different skill for a lot of the events there's a lot of different intricacies and i'm sure we'll get on to that so um whilst hopefully xander's hotel internet hangs on in there <laughs> and we don't we don't have rob to cue us do we so we might as well just 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 yes. go when we want really so should we get into the first event absolutely absolutely where would you like to start scott um Bear in mind as well, you know, we've got, with it being an indoor champs, it's a a lot shortened schedule compared to an outdoor champs. You know, there's obviously no discus, there's obviously no javelin Mm -hmm. or hammer. So you're just, in terms of your throwing, you're stuck to your shot, aren't you? I am. That's it. Yeah. So uh, men's and women's shot. But we won't start with that, actually. Speaking of starting, let's go with an event where you have to start fast. The 60 metre (laughs) dash. I'll tell you what, what, Scott, that was slick. Oh, that was slick. I mean, this is what happens when Rob is an ear. I know Let's magic keep... happens, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to love Edison. Uh, oh, be, yeah. <laughs> we'll put some gems in there for him. So, 60 metres. Let's start with the men's 60 metres. Um, me and Xander do luckily have to hand. Fantastic that World Athletics published the entry list. I know it doesn't really mean much. It's just a list of who's competing, but they do put the season's best on there and they have ranked it for us as well. So, they've done a bit of work for us there. Um, <laughs> So, men's 60 metres, and of course, let's get it out of the way. The man sitting at the top of the uh, 
entry list with the fastest season's best. Back from his two-year drugs ban, mm. Christian Coleman, the world record holder, the world outdoor 100-metre champion. He's back, he's flying, he's probably in his strongest event. First question I'm going to fire towards you, Zander, is, is he going to win it? He's, he's got a ruddy good chance. He really does, as, as we've said. And as you say, it's going to be it's going to be awkward if he does and he, if he does win because as you say it's going to be everyone going yep that's great however bong drugs yeah drugs, i think drugs, i think drugs. it i think it might not be as bad as you know for example when justin gatlin won the world a few years ago when he beat usain bolt you know because mm-hmm. he was actually found with drugs in his system you know giving christian coleman the benefit of the doubt for those who don't know about this christian coleman did not actually fail a drugs test. Um, he was suspended uh, from competing for two years for missing. How many tests is it? You're a bit more clued up on than me on this. How many tests do you mit- are you allowed to miss before you miss one too many? Is it four? It, I think it is three or four. Yeah, three or four. So basically, he got banned because he 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 missed too many tests. Basically, the testers mm-hmm. came looking for him and he said, "I'm not in." Um, whereabouts failures? That's what they're called, aren't they? Yeah, as well, uh, something like that. So, but. His two-year band's up, he's back, and, you know, he looks like he's never been away. I watched him in the, um, not sure if there's an American Track League meeting, and he was racing Trayvon Bramell and Ronnie Baker, two very, very strong yeah. season 60-metre specialists, I guess you could call them, call them just like himself. Yeah, definitely. And he looked sharp, he looked mm. firing, um, he looked very fired up to prove some people wrong. Um you know, when he's come out and run 6.45 straight out of the box from two years no competing, he's going to be the man to beat. World-class. Um, World-class world, straight, world straight, straight out of the gates, yeah. You know, um, not that's not saying that he isn't going to have competition because just two names down is the Olympic champion. Uh, for the 100 metres, uh, the Italian Lamont Marcel Jacobs. Sitting in between them, we've got Marvin Bracey, another American who's gone 6.48. Uh, Marcel Jacobs from Italy. He's gone 6.49. So he's definitely going to have some competition. Uh, I think what's going to be good for for many people who probably haven't watched many indoor 60-metre races is that even in a 60-metre race, you can have different approaches in terms Mm -hmm. of how people compete um, in the race. So, you know, obviously we've got the likes of Christian Coleman there who's going to full leap out of the blocks like he always does Lamont Marcel Jacobs bit but bit of a bigger guy bit more mm-hmm. powerful he's going to take a, an extra few strides to get up into his running but we know from watching him in the hundred once he up is once he is up and into his running he's going to be he's going to be yep. eating up the ground so I guess it'll be yep. a case of you know if these two make the final can Coleman get out and get a gap and can Jacobs reel him in and beat him to the line it's going to make for for exciting, exciting season. I mean, it's it's always is it's that hundred and the sixty. It's always the showcase event in inverted commas. You know, it's the showcase event which they always build up to um, in in any athletics meet, isn't it? You know, it's the fastest people in the world. You know, that all the fireworks comes onto those events, and you know. I don't think that I'll ever change, though. I, no, I, I, it won't. It just it won't, will it? That's athletics for you. That's yeah. the way it works. Um, of course, we've got British interest. Absolutely, um, my mate Andy Robertson. 
I can say of course that now, he is because he is my mate. He follows me on Instagram. Oh, um, well, there you go. So it's all fine. He even came up to me today and asked asked how everything was going about three times, but it's fine. That's 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 the mank way. Um, go. You know, and uh, it's it's quite funny. I, I've spoken to him throughout the whole of the winter, and he's he's always said that he's you know he's he's maybe not aimed for the indoors, but he's ended up having probably one of the strongest starts to his indoor season ever. You know, and you know he's no spring chicken. He's he's into his thirties now. You know, he's no he's not the youngest guy ever, but um, in fairness, he's in good shape. So I think he's sort of quite relaxed going into it, thinking I'll. I'm probably not going to win it, but I might make a might scrape into a final. It's extra experience, you know. Um, yeah, why not? I mean, you know, he's got the two younger athletes, you know, he chasing him there, hasn't he? You know, we've got Adam Thomas, the new British indoor champion, mm, um, with a big great, first love. That was there. a great final at the, at the British champs, by the way. Great, great race, point. great race. It would have been um, Jeremiah Azu as well. It was a great semi-final. Andy Robertson, mm. Jeremiah Azu going str- literally stride for stride in that mm-hmm. semi-final so we've got mm-hmm. three british athletes um you know two of them have gone sub 6.6 in fact all three of them are sorry i was doing a disservice there to andy robertson um they've all gone how sub, dare you sub, sub 6.6 um so they've got a good chance if they if they execute right of getting into that final of course we've got you know other europeans as well but we don't have time to go through everybody but over to the women's 60 well, meters there is one interesting name on on the uh, on the men's list. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, who uh, football fans of maybe the last twenty years might 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 notice? There is a Swedish athlete in the men's sixty meters called Henrik Larsson. And no, don't adjust your sets. It's not the old Henrik Larsson of bygone years. I think he's close to the record uh, goal scorer for Sweden. I don't think it's any relation either. But Henrik Larsson in the 60 metres for the men. But yes, if yeah, if it was him, you wouldn't catch him on them through balls, would you? Uh, so <laughs> he'd be gone. Uh, so women's 60. And I think something we didn't expect was to see the number one ranked athlete, a Polish athlete. And of course, it is another 60 metre specialist, Eva Swoboda. Uh, mm. She's gone sub seven seconds now, 6.99 um, for the Polish national record, exceptional 60-meter runner. Probably not transferred that into the 100 as of yet, but surely this has got to be uh, for the taking, do you reckon? It's her time to, to get it? I mean, yeah, yeah. Her consistency this year has been incredible, to be honest. Like, opening up with, was it a 7.01? And then a 7 there dead, and about, then a 7.01, yeah. and then a 6.99... And in between that, and in between that, beating the, you know, the the double defending, hundred and two hundred Olympic champion. Just, I mean, just, just a little a little scout for her. Uh, it, it wasn't even like it was. Oh, we're going to have to really get close on the photo finish here. It was, yeah, Svoboda won that. Yeah, she just beat her. Just got a beat. Just went out there and got a beat. And. A start has always been good. It's, I don't know how she's made it uh, made it better, but she's done it. Um, you know, I think it, you could see in the race another another ten fifteen meters. Elaine Thompson was starting to do what Elaine Thompson does mm-hmm. after after fifty meters. You know, those long strides were coming. The power was starting to be unleashed, and you know she probably would have got her after another ten yards, but 
to 60 meter race or 70 meter race and even so bold took the win um obviously we've got british athletes in there as well daryl nita has had an article online um obviously daryl's had her own trials and tribulations over the mm-hmm. winter to contend with having to relocate from america into europe change coach um did you but, did you actually change coach in the end or did she stick with i think she actually she's, she's training with ama pippi okay yeah. in italy so she's in italy now not that far away from venice mm-hmm. um and she says she's she's spoken quite boldly she's going out there to belgrade to win She's not going out there. I just want to make the final. You know, she's an Olympic hundred meter finalist now, yeah. so I can understand why she's saying that. Um, best of luck to her. I think. I think her season's best. She's not in the top three or the top four ranked in season's best. But if there's a time to PB, it's now. Um, Absolutely. Certainly, show the potential. Yeah, and I think the the other thing with sixty meters is coming from my side of things in terms of Seiko and. You know, we we organised the false start system. Um, we had an we had an event in January, um, an international event in Manchester, and uh, the number of people who got disqualified. Yeah, it was it was. I mean, I was there spectating. You were there working. It was quite exceptional. Is the word <laughs> that's, that's yeah. the word I use to to make it live for anybody who wasn't there there was even a disqualification in the men's 400 meters which is obviously even though it's a sprint race you don't get that many disqualifications Mm -hmm. in a 400 meter race but there was one um Mm -hmm. it's going to be who who can handle those blocks the best as well not just the pressure they they had plenty of practice today they had plenty of option to practice on our blocks today so can't say it's our fault we you know they've had, they've had their chance i mean i can sit here in my ivory tower as a thrower and i could be quite ignorant about it and just say well between setting the gun going you don't have to wait long it's, it's not a long wait um yeah. well obviously it's more complicated than that and we'll see who handles it best you know all these all this talking we're doing about who's got the fastest seasons best when they come out for the for the prelims for the heats mm-hmm. on um, Friday morning, is it for some of them? Um, yeah, it is. If half a dozen of the favourites fault start, then we've just been talking nonsense, haven't we? Well, so, I mean, yeah. some say we might talk nonsense all the time and all Rob would, but why not? But he's not so, here to stop us, so it's fine. He's not here to stop us, so that's the sixty. Next up, we'll go to a bit of field events. I think, and I'll I'll pass you over to Scott because I'm sure you've got plenty to say about the shot put for men and for women. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, for the men, Brian Krauser, let's be honest. Uh, pretty much, yes. That is, that's a short answer, isn't it? Um, <laughs> that's, that's it. He's, he's the world leader by over half a metre. He went into the US trials with a bit of an elbow niggle. He's been struggling with his elbow. He's just started putting some videos up on his own YouTube channel as well for, for people to follow his progress and his training. Um, he still went out there to the US trials through 22 and a half with, you know, I'll say a little bit of a dodgy elbow. Um, and some dodgy and, measurements. And some potentially dodgy measurements. Who knows? <laughs> Obviously had a, a potential world indoor record wiped because the, the UDM was wrong. Um, but mm. yeah, he's the favourite. You know, if, if you're asking me, is the world record within the indoor world record 
within touching distance, very much so. I think it will go. I think he'll break his own world indoor record at these championships. He's obviously after that 23. He's gone over 23 outdoors. I think he'd like to get his world record indoors over 23 to match Mm -hmm. his outdoor one. Behind Ryan, however, it is quite exciting. Um, We've no Joe Kovacs Mm -hmm. here. So there's Mm -hmm. no Joe Kovacs. We do have the defending champion, Tom Walsh. Tom probably not in the form that he probably would have liked to have been um, coming into these championships to defend his title. And because of that, um, some of the Europeans have been able to get their foot in the door, quite frankly. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that the difference between how the Europeans have been able to prepare for this champs compared to Tom Walsh. You bear in mind that Tom Walsh is based in New Zealand. Again, it's their you know, summer. It's, I think, um, don't 100% quote me on this. I believe Tom Walsh may have parted, parted ways with his, with his coach. Really? Um, yeah. Don't quote me on that, but he may have parted way with his co- ways with his coach. Um, don't know who's coached him now, whether he's self-coached, but obviously, we, obviously we're in the UK and COVID now has ended, but for some countries it hasn't. It might still be mm-hmm. hampering some people's preparation, um, some countries in Europe as well. But obviously... Tom probably, we don't know, Tom just might be looking to peak for the Commonwealth Games to defend his title there and the Let's World honest, Championships. That, that, that'd, be, that'd be the one to aim for, isn't it? You, you, if you're a shot putter like Tom Walsh, when you look at the Commonwealth, it's like, come on, Tom, you, that's, that's yours to win. Come on. Let, it, is. it is. Make yeah. sure you win that, that and then get be. a medal, get, get some sort of medal, like a bronze or a silver maybe, in, in this champs. But as I said, like you, that's as you said. Well, the coach thing definitely. That's speaking for as a former athlete and yourself as an athlete, Scott. A few part ways of the coach. It's not as simple as yep, yeah, I've left my coach and that's it. Cool, I've moved on to the next thing. It lingers, as you say. It lingers. It does of affect. Of course, you. you know it. It, it, it and it, it'll still. It's even if you go straight from one coach to another, you still got that transition period of working out. You know. What, what this new coach potentially sees that you do well and what you mm-hmm. can improve on might have been different to previously. They might tell you a few home truths and say, you think this is really good. Actually, I think it's a bit naff, mm-hmm. but we need to do some work on that. Um, mm-hmm. But we can only do it after these world indoors are done. So let's get them out of the way, do some work and get ready for the outdoors. You know, looking looking at how some of the Europeans have thrown, they seem to... You know, they might have had a pretty good settled winter. Um, some of the Europeans have really come on strong on this indoor in this indoor season. Filip Mihaljevic from Croatia, he's gone over 2180. Mm-hmm. We've got Konrad Bukovjeki, a former mm-hmm. European indoor champion. He seems to have found some form just under 22 again. And then mm-hmm. we've got the two Italians who are at the European Throws Cup at the weekend. Really stole the show, to be honest. We've got Nick Ponzio um, over 21. 21 meters 80 now and then zane weir as well 21 meters 99 so we might as well call it a 22 meter throw you know as, as soon as you're getting up to that 22 meter barrier you're in contention for a medal at a world mm-hmm. you just are mm-hmm. um of course we've got dalan romani as well he's featured quite heavily um on our podcast the brazilian monster that is dalan romani he's come fourth in doha at the world outdoors he came fourth at the olympics all with magnificent distances is it is time to get on that podium? I think I think everybody who's a fan of shot putting would like to see Dalen Romani get on that podium and get something to take back to Brazil with him, um, especially through the COVID period where he was having to train 
you know just on a beach basically mm-hmm. you know that's that's what he's had to work with um so i, th- I think it's going to be an exciting competition yes behind, definitely behind ryan krauser um yeah. but as, as we've said there's a different skill to a lot of these events and the skill to throwing indoors is that you've got to handle that indoor circle you know i've seen some pictures of it it looks it looks well, pretty good it looks pretty ooh, consistent well interesting so obviously i've been able to have behind the scenes access to it and for me when i was stepping onto it it felt almost like it was um the sort of roughness of rough concrete it didn't feel smooth like for example you you know yourself you've competed at sheffield indoors that's like trying to spin or glide on laminate flooring that's got a bit of dust on it you know it's super slick and super smooth Compared to this circle, I put, I put my foot in it and started trying to do the old twist my feet, see how it feels. I was like, Jesus, my foot is stuck to that. It is not moving at all. So, I mean, would that help you? Would you prefer to have a circle like that? Or would you prefer uh, Sheffield's slip and slide? I think I would prefer the one like you said they've got in Belgrade, the grippier side. I would probably... Okay prefer that but again that's that's to my body shape if i'm i'm more of a speed shot putter you know mm. i'm i'm not a ryan crozer i'm not six foot six you know and so i have to rely on getting my technique right and then applying speed you know um ryan works the range of movement because he is so big and tall um but again it's like we said who can handle it the best you've got to adapt you can't you can't just bring your own circle with you and say right i'm going to throw it to this one this one's mine and then, you know, you've got Nick Ponzio with his circle, you've got Ryan with his, and they've all got, you know, they've all made them themselves. Ryan actually on his YouTube channel did make his own circle. Um, <laughs> so he probably could have brought it. But uh, I think it's going to be very exciting. Great competition to watch. And of course, we've got British interest in there. Scott Lincoln's out there uh, for Great Britain, coached by Paul Wilson from York. Um, and I think Scott's going to be going out there with the aim of at least trying to make that final as well um, I'd, I'd love him to i'd honestly love him to because it's it's about time that kid got a break it's about time that he showed that he deserves a bit more support than some compared to other athletes who don't deserve that sort of support you know throwing in in great britain has just not been supported i don't think and especially scott you know if he'd have been actually given the support that is he's deserved he he could be challenging a lot higher in these comps. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping he does smash out a good PB, smashes out a British record, you know, and yeah, as you say, get to a final, mix it with those big dogs. You know, there's, I, I think, uh, I think an advantage, if I was in Scott's shoes that I would feel comfortable with is that, you know, he, he, he has that fortunate position of being able to sneak up on people. You know, he's he's not the favourite. He's not probably a favourite for a medal. You know, he's probably an outside chance to make the final. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be people out there with more profile than him, but he could sneak up on him. You know, there's a there's if there's a time to throw a season's best or a PB, it's this weekend. Yeah. All the best to Scott. Let's hope he does it. Yeah. Over to the women's shot put. We've got mm-hmm. two GB athletes. We've got, of course, Sophie McKinnon, team captain. Yes. Team captain, uh, over 18 metres 80, looking to go out there and break that women's British indoor record. Um, if she could do that these championships, I'm sure she would be very, very pleased. And if she does, I'd tempted to say that would get her in the final. 
definitely. Um, in terms of medals, women's shot putting seems to have kicked on over the winter. We've got Maggie Ewan from the USA, 19 metres 79. Ariel Dongmo from Portugal, 19 metres 90. And then we've got um, the Dutch athlete. Let me just find her name. There's the Dutch shot putting at the moment. Jessica Schilder. There we go. Is the, the, the a Dutch athlete's just taken the NCAA title as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Dutch women's shot putting's really coming on. So we've got you know five, six, seven athletes there over the 19 meter mark. Chase Ely's out there, a good friend of Sophie McKenna um, for the USA. So I think they're going to go out there, have a lot of fun, be nice and relaxed, and hopefully they throw well. You know, hopefully we can get at least one of the British girls into that final. Um, and all the yeah. best to them. Absolutely. You know, they may be. You know, if if Sophie can go out there and you know and, and get near that British record, it could put her in chance of of a medal. Who mm-hmm. knows? Um, but I think we've got a good chance of getting two women uh, into the final if they perform, you know, to to their peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, shot put. Um, other than Ryan Crozer, going to be a difficult one to pick. I think of who's going to yeah. get onto that podium, uh, especially in the women's. Um, unpredictability is what we like from indoor athletics. I think because it's absolutely it yeah. Like we said, that's what we want, some excitement. So, uh, yeah, that's our views on the shot. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, and it, a little bit of interesting information as well is the fact that, um, you know, the, the, you look at the distances of what the women are throwing, everyone, all the top ones are within that 19 metre, sort of and a half up bracket, throwing pretty damn far in that sense. But then you look at, the great New Zealand shot putter of bygone years. Um, she she was thrown over 20 metres consistently. And yet now you can win a world champs by throwing in the 19 metres. It's quite interesting in that sense. Uh, that yeah, I mean, that, it's that close. Well, there's a, there's a separate conversation again. Definitely. Drugs, re- drugs related, isn't there? Um, related to, to women's shot putting. Um you only need to go and look at the European and the world records for that and then look what we're, what the ladies are throwing now, um, winning world and European championships with. Um, you know, they're all pushing each other on. We're pushing back over to that 20 mark now. Um, obviously, you know, I think when we say the great shot, but that is Valerie Adams, as you just spoke about, is the only woman this century to go over 21 metres mm-hmm. and the world record is 22 and a half, you know, mm-hmm. another metre and a half added on. It's questionable, isn't it? But... Yeah. Um, we can't turn back the clock. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's going to be competitive. So yeah, should we go on to the next one? Yeah. So we'll move on to, well, should we, let's go, let's go, let's go for someone that's a bit closer to home. So we'll go for the women's 800 metres, shall we? Of course, yes. And of course, when we say we're speaking a bit closer to home, we are, of course, speaking about our Lee Harrier. R. Keeley Hodgkinson in of the 800 metres. Coached by Trevor Painter of Wigan. And uh, husband to Jenny Meadows. Also former, of Wigan. Also of Wigan. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, for, former international 800 metre runner. Let's, let's, link it, let's link it to the women's eye jump. We've got M. Borthwick out there. She's from Wigan as well. I mean, Wigan's just clearly the place to be, isn't it? Clearly. Clearly. Well, the northwest of England, guys. It's the place for athletics, isn't it's it? Just, we just do it. I guess we just do it better than everyone else. <laughs> and now we've just lost all our southern listeners. Uh, so... 
<laughs> which obviously there's many of them in our, in our fo- fo- following. Jokes, of course. Always oh, stay humble. Um, but yeah, we've got Keely out there. She's just broken the British indoor 800 metre record. She's the number one ranked athlete going in. More, um, more than broke it. She, I, I was on the finish it. line for that race at, at Muller. Oh my goodness. As soon as she crossed that finish line, I went, expletive, that was quick. Like, honestly, she absolutely smashed that. The rest are still incredible. The rest still haven't finished. (laughs) 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 Just that far in front. Um, Yeah, my word. Um, She's not resting on her laurels after that Olympic silver medal. She's not sat back and gone, oh, I can enjoy myself now. I'll I'll be remembered for that. No, 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 no. Want more records and more wins. Mm. Um, I think it'll be a different different experience for her as a senior athlete because she's going to go out as the favourite, I would think, with... um, the fastest yes, I'd time. say so. She's a I'd brilliant tactic. So. She's a brilliant tactical runner, though. So I'm sure she'll take it literally all in her stride. Uh, hey. hey, you see that's two now. See what happens when Rob's not here. We can just pile the you know the listeners with puns. Um, I think, if in my opinion, do I think Keely's gonna gonna win? Yeah, I I think she will win it. I think she will win it. She's an old head on young, extremely fast shoulders. Um, I think. Like we said, there's different tactics. You said there's a it's very tactical indoors. She ran yeah. 157 for that British record. I don't think she'll need to run 157 to win because it is so tactical, do you reckon? Mm. You'd, you'd like to think she'll be able to just get out of the front and just run the race she wants to run in control. She's at that level of experience now and done, done the big comps that even though she's still young, she's experience those big races where she can do that yeah just go out and just blitz it not blitz it but you know just control just run it from the front yeah job done no silly antics just get it get the job done solid you know yeah. that's that's what you'd like to see but as you alluded to indoor running for 400 and for 800 it's so different compared to the outdoors there's so much more argy bargy so much more trying to get your race position on that steep banking compared a lot easier easier to fall over well as a certain Isabel Bothy Bothy showed at at the British trials you know she was favourite to win that that heat and she ended up messing up her tactics and how to run the race and try to go past someone on the inside when there was no gap um, and fell over that's her chance of coming over here ruined so I mean, you hate to see it. You hate to see anyone go through that. But looking at the track that we've got, it is an extremely steep bank. Yeah. At this, steeper at than Norwood. Oh, it's such a tight bend, honestly. Mm. And it's really long straights, but tight bends. And that just, to me, lends it towards a lot more falls and a lot more disqualifications, you know, because we've had it before at, the last World Indoors in, in Birmingham, we had so many DQs because of people running on the line. Um, there has been a rule change, obviously, which we, I think it was a couple of months now. They did change the rule in that you can sort, you can half run on the line twice and then they'll say, after that, you're DQ'd. Whereas previously it was, if you step on that line, you're out. So... It'll be interesting to see if we do actually get all those DQs, but I think I think we will. 
I think we will see some DQs. We will see some falls. Sadly, we will. Hopefully, it's, it's not GB athletes. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Touch hopefully wood. we don't have any. Hopefully we don't have any, and just the fastest person wins. And mm-hmm. you know, I think in our opinion, the fastest person is Keely Hodgkinson. Yes. So um, yeah, basically, the shot of it is we think Keely's going to win. All right. Um, that's what she does. She's a winning machine. She just goes out there, she wins. Um, so <laughs> totally unbiased. Less. Totally, totally unbiased. unbiased. Um, but yeah, sure, is we think she's going to win. Um, as I just alluded to, we'll link it to the high jump. MB is out there. And with Borthwick, she's just gone number three or number four all time. Mm-hmm. Um, if I've got it wrong, she'll scold me next time she sees me. It's fine. Um, so. She's just gone out there, another PB, um, shot up the all-time ranking list. Surely she's going to be going out there. Would you think, Xander, maybe to try and sneak a medal? I think I think she's going to make get into the get into the final, no problem. But how about how about sneaking a medal for GB? You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? You'd like to think so. I think she she definitely seemed to struggle in in Birmingham, and I don't know whether that was. Because I think quite a few people struggled at that Muller Grand Prix in terms of that faster Mondo track that they had in Birmingham. In Belgrade, it's not Mondo. It's tight. Wow. It's not, not actually Mondo, tight Mondo. So, you know, she, I hope she can cope with that. And I do. I would like to think, again, totally unbiased, t- totally not just trying to push the GB person, but I'd like to think she can crack a medal. Because again, high jumps were one of those where unpredictability. You may just have an off day. You may just not quite click. You may mess up on countback. Even yeah, I mean, we've it's quite a diverse event, you know, in terms of nations as well. Um, you know, we're just looking at the entry list here. We've got we've got athlete from Australia. Um, we've got Kazakhstan represented in the Vukovic from Montenegro, who has competed against a lot. Um, it's Italy, Serbia, USA, Uzbekistan, a lot of different nations in there. Um, immediately, just on a little side note, we don't like to get political on the PB mm. podcast, but immediately, an athlete that jumps out because of her nation is, uh, please forgive me, Yaroslava. Help me, Zander. No, Mah- no, come on, you can do it. You can do Yar- it. Yaroslava Mahakushik. That's 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 it. That's <laughs> that's all you're getting. That's me maxed out. Um, obviously, Ukrainian athlete. We won't go into what's happening in that country at the moment. But um, all the best to all Ukrainian athletes. I think that's Absolutely. Absolutely. All the best to him. Hopefully they get a handful of medals to take back. And what's an awful time for them. Mm-hmm. Might cheer mm-hmm. them up for a little bit. You know, a little glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So all the best to them. But yeah, the, the women's high jump. Um, we've got Eleanor Patterson, currently ranked uh, number one with the highest season's best in there. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be very competitive. Em's going in the ranked fifth for GB. Um, only Great Britain representative in that event. Um, so yeah, hopefully Em can go in there and mix it with the best and might be able to sneak a medal. Who knows? And if she does sneak a medal, next time I visit her... Um, I, I will take a picture with the medal and we can put it on the PB podcast. How does that sound? I mean, I suppose we should probably show our faces eventually, shouldn't we, in terms of uh, on socials? But yes, definitely, if if there is a medal, yeah, give it a show. Why not? Claim, if, she, if she gets a medal, I'll say it now. She has no 
choice but to allow me to take a picture for the publications of the pb podcast um so yeah high jump that's the the, the women's high jump men's high jump have you got any thoughts on who might be the favorite going into that well it's it's interesting really because again it, it, d- different qualities indoors and outdoors you've obviously got the, you've got tamberry who's clearly going to be one of the favourites after the Olympics and that great finale he had with Barshim. Um, but there's some other great jumpers as well. You know, Wu about, has been jumping brilliantly from Korea. He's been Korea, jumping you know, extremely about well at the moment. But Tamberi, he's done it on the big stage. Can he do it again? Can he do it again? He'd obviously you know. like to do it um, without having to rely on countback and share a medal. Yeah, he nice. doesn't want to like share it on a his medal own, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, there's... Uh, I mean, Hamish Kerr from New Zealand's jumped 230, and it's you look at the standards, and it's only three of them who've jumped 230 um, plus in the last sort of... Well, either during the indoors or since the Olympics. And you look at the likes of what Barshim was doing, threatening the world record at 240-odd, you know. Um, it'll be interesting to see, definitely. I, I, I'm a fan of Tamberry. I'd, I'd like to see him get that win. He's an entertainer, isn't he? You can't take exactly. that off him. You know, he's yeah. going to go out there. He's going to entertain the crowd. He's going to get the crowd involved in the high jump competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got lots of time for that. Um, it's entertaining to watch, not just in the crowd, but on the TV as well, really. So, um, yeah. All the best to uh, to him. I'm sure he doesn't actually have a season's best on the uh, on the entry list. But when you're Olympic champion, you're going to go in favourite, aren't you? That's oh, just yeah. the way it works. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's high jump done. Well, basically, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is this next event. I'm just gonna let you roll with it. Basically, um, 60 meter hurdles. Grant Holloway blow away. I'm moving swiftly on. Uh, women's 60 meter <laughs> hurdles. Uh, no, uh, obviously Grant Holloway is the fastest rank going in. Um, he's going to be the favourite. He's the world record holder. Why wouldn't you be? Uh, he's got Pascal Martin Olegar, who seems to have been around for forever. He's been around a while, hasn't he? He seems to have been around forever, and he's always at the top of you know the rankings lists at championships. He's, he's, he, always, he's, he's always been in that top eight, hasn't he? He's always in top eight, just in top five, and then he just scrapes in a win, and then he teeters off a tiny bit, but then he's at the right time, he always comes back right to the top. Yeah. Of course. We've got two British athletes in there, though. We've got Andrew Posse, reigning champion. Am I right in saying that? From Birmingham? Yeah. No, yep. reigning world indoor champion. You know, he yep. knows how to get it done. But interesting, a little bit further up the rankings list, with a slightly faster time, David King. Mm. Now, David King's been coming up through the ranks for the last few years now. Is this his time for get on that podium? I think it's about time. Again, as a Brit, you'd love to see it, wouldn't you? You'd love to see it. And, and another Brit hurdler getting on the podium. Um, again, it would be just be interesting to see if he can get through the rounds and cope with it. You know, again, got, you know, turtles got, could fall over. Indoor hurdling, how it's bad enough outdoors when you've got a bit more space. But when you're all cramped together on an indoor 60 hurdles, one tiny little thing can just ruin your race. 
hopefully uh, it doesn't and that uh, he does he's, he has been around a while he's been an international for a while and he's just always been like yep yeah, i can maybe just qualify for champs but then not much after that i just yeah I'd, I'd like to see him get to the final and then mix it in there he might get an outside lane in the final and boom that's me i can just do what i need to do and yeah. just sneak that little dip at the end that colin jackson dip at the end to sneak a medal potentially Hopefully, but good. again again it's a sprint race and the first thing you need to do is you need to be able to get out the blocks don't you um <laughs> we know we know what's happening i'll do my best there we go we don't want false starts at this champ so i need to <laughs> come through for us here we don't want to be watching them on tv uh women's 60 hurdles um seems like quite an open race to me just looking at how close the uh season's best are. a name that's just jumped out at me it is it's the surname of Cambungi. Well, so that is um, the sprinter. Um, I, I can't remember her first name now. But yes, the Kambunji, and from the years of sprinting, that is her younger sister. Thought so. So it is a relation then. So yeah, she's going to be going out there for Switzerland. Obviously, quite a talented family. They've got um, got some good fast yeah. twitch fibers there, haven't they? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, so she she actually went to the World Juniors last year that I was at as well. Um, she went there as one of the favourites and sadly absolutely smashed a hurdle, bunged out the race. Really unfortunate because I think she would have just absolutely ran away with it, to be honest, at the champs. So, yes, it's interesting to see that she's made the jump up into seniors. And, you know, she's, uh, she's what, top 10 still? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've top got G- GB in there, Megan Mars. She's going to be going out there to uh, hopefully try and make the final. And a word mm. for um, the Irish athlete as well, Sarah Lavin. That's one for that's Rob for uh, Rob's other half. That with her Irish heritage again. She's going to be going. It's big interest in Sarah Lavin in the 60 hurdles. Absolutely. We've won some points there. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all the best to them. It's going to be close race. We know there's a lot of risk in sprint hurdling. You've just got to get the job done, haven't you? You've got to, first of all, it's... it's it's no good leading all the way up until then you clap the last hurdle. I'm sure Grant Holloway knows that from his Olympic, his mm. Olympic final. How much of that race did he lead? About 98 metres of it, was it? Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. That's why you look at his, you look at the men's 60 hurdles and you think he's just, he's, he's got 60 metres. He's got it. He's, he's He's got it. Definitely. Even if he's in the middle, bunched up, he's got it. He just has quite until simply. He- Till he crashes. <laughs> oh, come on, Scott! Don't no, say I that. think no. I'm don't just say that. I'm just we don't want to see that stuff. An unpredictable event, and we've said we like that. But yeah, I think Grant Holloway is definitely the one to beat. You're going to be with the world re- world record holder. Finally, this is the final event. Obviously, we, we we'd love to be able to sit here, me and Zander, and go through them all. And you know, if we if we weren't on a time weren't on a time slot, um, we probably would. Especially with Rob not being here, because what's he going to do about it? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I think two more athletes we're going to talk about. The last two athletes: women's triple jump, Rojas, world record holder, indoor and out. Men's pole vault, Mondo Duplantis, world record holder, indoor and out. Indoor, very recent on the on the same track in the same stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about Mondo first. Um, obviously, anything can happen on the day, but I think if you had to put your money on somebody winning, he's probably going to be the biggest, along with Ryan Crozer, I think, a very big heavy favourite to take the gold. Will he break that world record again, though? Well, it's quite funny. We have been measuring the uprights uh, the last couple of days to make sure it definitely uh, measures to 6 metres 20, uh, 
appropriately. Um, I, I'd like to think he will. I w- I'd like to think he will. He, he was it, that six nineteen jump he did last week was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So I'd like to think he will. Um, you know, uh, he's just going to do it by one centimeter, isn't he? He's going to do a bubka and just do it by one centimeter, get his get his money, and then uh, yeah, that'll be. He's the only one. Re- there's only really him and Chris Nielsen who are jumping over six meters. That's uh, he. He can just jump six meters in his sleep, you know. So he'll have the whole what half an hour to just have by himself and. Yeah, I'm gonna get this 620. Yeah, Incredible. he's pretty. Co- he's pretty cool, and he's a bit of a rock star. I think. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think enough gets made of of how good Mondo is. Personally, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if 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 we had if we had another sprinter come out who was as good as he is at pole vault, they'd be on the front pages oh, all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah there'd be well, a massive buzz about it. We have had sprinters yeah. who've been as good as Mondo, and they have been on the front pages. They've been everywhere. They've been on social media everywhere. Um, you know, and I think Mondo's a, a rock star, really. You know, he was literally mm-hmm. born born to fly, born to do pole vault. Um, yep. So, yeah, heavy favourite. And again, another heavy favourite, Rojas, women's triple jump from Venezuela. Yes. Again. I mean, she she, went, she entered that um, Spanish Grand Prix event, didn't she? Um, from what I heard, she... She basically forced them to bring the women into the triple jump comp um, because she was like, I did the world record here last time. I want to try and get it again. Um, sadly, she just missed out. She nearly got it again. <laughs> she nearly got it again. And uh, you'd like to think at a world jumps, she will quite comfortably. You look at the, you look at, she's got nearly a metre on the next best person. Oh, it's... You know, that's uh, Thea, Lafond, Thea Lafond from Dominica. She's got nearly a meter on her. It's, it's crazy. It's it's, a, it's as long as she doesn't fall out. It's a it is a slam dunk, a, a slam dunk yeah. win. You know, yeah. fi, the the fifteen meter barrier just isn't a barrier to her. No, you know, no, it's it's, it's it's insane just how far ahead she is. You know, if she goes out in the first round in the final and jumps fifteen meters exactly, she'll come out that pits and going, all right, yeah, solid one to start, and that'll be it. If anything, I think she'll be disappointed. She'll yeah, be like, oh, yeah. Only <laughs> so, 15? Dead. 15, that Come is. on. Bit Come naff. on. Bit naff, that. She'll be a bit miffed, I think. Bit peeved with that. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so, to finish off, two extremely heavy favourites. And we think the fi- <laughs> we think they're going to deliver on that as well. Um, of course, they can but we think they're going to deliver on that. So, Rojas and uh, Mondo de Plantis. Fresh world records, do you think we'll have after this champs in them? I'd like to think so. We do love seeing as well. world records, yeah. don't we? I think I think I think we'll see three world records at least. Ryan Krauser, uh, Rojas, and Mondo Duplantis as well. So three field event world records. I think that's now nice Twitter to end the podcast. What do you think? Well, yeah, we'll go for that. Yeah, we'll go for that. Um, if if Rob's you know editing this, apologies for overrunning. Um, but you weren't. You knew here. it was going to happen. So, you knew it was going to happen. You know, just deal with it lad you know what I mean <laughs> you know um, yeah. but yes we'll we'll finish that there so that is your Belgrade World Indoors 2022 preview S- small preview from myself and Scott um, we hope 
by the by the time this is released, hopefully Rob's done well on the editing, nice and quick. Um, it is released on the day of the start of the competition um, when we'll have the uh, men's and women's multi-event starting and the 60 metres. We hope you are able to watch it. I believe it's going to be on BBC uh, Red Button. Make sure you tune in, watch all the action. Hopefully we'll see some world records and we will see you next time. It's bye from me. And, it's... and bye from me. See you later. Slick.